Hello and welcome to the Hope Station podcast. I am your host, I am Bells. And today's episode, I want to share with you a remarkable experience of what I was privileged to have last week, and that was to check off an item on my bucket list. Did you have a bucket list? What's on your list? Is it a place to visit such as Tahiti? <laughs> a challenge to take? like skydiving, a goal that seems impossible, like writing a best-selling book, an event to attend, like the Super Bowl or a movie premiere, meeting someone famous or fabulous. If you have a bucket list, what's stopping you from going for it now, from checking off that bucket list item? For me, one of my bucket list items was to pretend I'm in the Indy 500, otherwise known as driving a high-performance race car at top speed around a racetrack. Sounds crazy, but I've always loved speed and I had some great road cars to do that. I had a Mustang, a Gran Torino, Monte Carlo a Dodge Intrepid, my favorite car ever, and boy, was that car fast, and a Lincoln LS. I also enjoyed many uh, Harley rides because my husband was a Harley driver and I got to be a passenger, but just enjoyed the speed and that whole experience of being out there in the elements. Like It was just awesome. So part of it is I always had this desire. This was my, you know, having to beat someone out at the red light. From the first time I started driving, this was my goal. I'm going to be the first woman out of the red light, like I'm racing in the Indy 500. Most of the time it was a straight shot. And once I beat them, I didn't care how fast we went after that. The bad part was that my kids would get all excited about me beating <laughs> All the other cars across the line as well. It's not too good when you're hearing your young children say, come on, mom, you can beat the vet. <laughs> you can beat that fancy sports car. I loved stepping on the gas. It felt like such freedom. And I do have some speeding tickets to prove that that is true. So being able to do this, being able to have that race actually came true Last week, I had the privilege and the opportunity to step into that. I waited an entire year, once I knew that this was part of the mastermind I joined, to be able to drive these beautiful cars around the track. I was so excited about everything. I was ready. I was going to win the race. I had these expectations in my head. I set some goals and Diane, you were going to do this. So why I set some goals is because it helps me get into that right headspace of this is an opportunity for multiple things to happen. Number one, the first thing was for me to drive a car that I would never buy. And my two picks after looking at the company's website that we were going to, as far as the track is concerned, was a Ferrari and a Lamborghini. I didn't even know they called them Lambos. Now I know, so I learned something. The second thing was I wanted to exceed the speed of 100 miles per hour. 
That was goal number two. Goal number three was to just really push myself out of my comfort zone. With every decision, with every decision I made, I wanted to make sure I was a little uncomfortable. I wanted to learn from the experience. I am always looking at, is there a lesson for me? Is there a lesson for my students, my clients, my listeners? Always looking for that lesson. And lastly, I wanted to enjoy the experience. So I'm going to just go through the different goals and tell you where I landed, because I think it's always a great thing of just to reflect and look back and help us see how we got to that goal or what stopped us from getting there. So my first goal was to drive the exotic cars. And sadly, I didn't meet that goal. So this is where I looked back and said, well, what was stopping me from getting where I wanted to go? The cars were right there. I could have picked any one that I wanted to. And why did I say no to the Ferrari and the Lamborghini? I started doing something I do way too much, and that is overthink everything. <laughs> not everything. I'm not an overthinker of everything, but overthinking these opportunities, these goals. Whenever I even say the word goal, it sort of stops me and I get into overthinking of how I'm going to get there rather than just going for it. And part of the, the decision that I made was really, I was allowing my logical brain to take over you know, thinking, rational brain gets in the way of your dreams and goals because it puts you into this space that you're trying to figure it all out rather than just going for it. So I spent too much time on facts that this racetrack was giving us. And that was they put the performance of the car, four different factors of the car on a gradient. So green was easy, yellow, medium, red, difficult. And both the Lamborghini and the Ferrari were in the red zone. And that was really in the difficulty of driving the car. So I stepped in to two other cars that I felt comfortable with because of the difficulty level was in the yellow, but also comfortable with the cars themselves because we got an opportunity to sit in them. And the Lamborghini and the Ferrari just sat too low. And it felt much more comfortable in the Mustang because I've had quite a few Ford cars and it just felt like it fit me. So I chose against my goals, against my dreams, into something that was safe and kept me feeling comfortable. So what I've learned from that, I spent way too much time and energy focusing on the negative aspects or feelings of decisions I'm making. You know, what if I crash? What if I run off the track? What if I have to pay for the crash and my insurance doesn't cover it? I was what ifing myself out of reaching the goal and realizing a dream. And I realized this has to stop. The next lesson I learned is I spend too little time focusing on the positive sides of emotions, of what could be. Like, how would I feel if I met that goal, if I got into that Lamborghini or that Ferrari? How would it have felt? Probably fabulous. I would be jumping up and down and celebrating, getting pictures of myself saying, you did it, Diane. You won for the gusto. 
How would it feel if I stretched and challenged myself to get out of that comfort zone? Going from uncomfortable to comfortable is really exhilarating. When I look at the different things I've done over the last couple of years, especially after my husband died, was to really try to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Because being single after 43 years, trust me, is very uncomfortable. Not having a mate in life is uncomfortable. Not having someone have your back, uh, everyday support system, uncomfortable. Not having the person that you love dearly not with you, very uncomfortable. So when I was choosing different things, like simple things, like getting into hot yoga, I don't like to sweat. I don't like the heat, which is just proof of why did I move to Florida? But I don't like those. So I was making myself uncomfortable. I signed up for an improv class and actually got on stage to do a performance. That was uncomfortable. Did zip lining because I am very afraid of heights. That was uncomfortable. But each one of those, after I did it, there was that exhilaration of pushing myself past the comfort zone. What I realize is that too often when I start accelerating in an area of my life, getting closer to my goal, I start applying the break. And this is also known as self-sabotage. I'm getting closer to my goal. And then I, I put on the brake. I stop. I change directions. I'm not getting any closer to some areas of my life than I want to be. Goals attained really build on themselves. It's like having a domino effect. So if you can do one thing that's uncomfortable, you're more willing to try something else that's uncomfortable. If you have one goal that you met, you're going to increase it to get to that next step, that next stage. So just do it rather than overthinking it. And also, if you have the opportunity to watch yourself in action is a valuable lesson. See, this whole trip around the track, the two trips around the track were videotaped, both a videotape of the course and then a videotape of you in the, the driver's seat. So it was like being in a video game type of thing. And I would watch myself speed up, slow down, which never allowed me to get to the second goal that I had, reaching that speed of 100 miles per hour. Again, I didn't meet it because I was spending too much time in my head. I was overthinking once again, And it wasn't the car now, I was now blaming the course. And I really want to say that I was blaming the course for my inability to accelerate. So how do I know that isn't true? Because other people were passing me on the road. They were racing around the track and reach above 100 miles per hour. So it had nothing to do with the car, nothing to do with the track, but it was what I was making it to be. And part of that track was how complex it was. I wasn't expecting these hairpin turns. I just thought it would be an oval. Like I could drive around an oval going up and down and all around really had me feeling anxious. I wanted control of the car because I couldn't control the course. So I thought if I had a straight run like an oval, I could even get to 150 miles per hour. At least I think I can. But this track experience maybe is making me rethink 
how impossible are my goals? Am I really push it, pushing and stretching myself? I also get uncomfortable because I couldn't see the big picture. Like we would be on a turn and I don't know where the next turn would be. I was too focused on the future, on the big picture and not having that. That's what's stopping me from getting to where I want to go. If I knew what the final destination was or what the big picture was, what that step-by-step process looked like, I would be there already. Bottom line, it's just more excuses. So the fastest speed, (laughs) the first time around the track, when I stopped and asked the coach, because we all had a coach in the car instructing us. So, well, how fast did I go? I was all excited. (laughs) Told me 53 miles per hour was my top speed. I do that. I top that every single day. When I get on the interstate, I'm driving 70, 80. I was even topping it off at 90. Luckily, or proudly to say, I beat that the next time around and got up to 60 mile, 65 miles per hour. So my track times improved by 25%. So I didn't reach my goal, but I have to step back and say, at least I improved. So if I kept on doing it, maybe if I had five more runs from the track, I would have reached my goal. So what stopped me is playing it safe keeps me right where I am. That would be great if where I am is where I want to be, and it's not. So I need to stop stopping and starting. I need to stop hiding. I need to stop playing in safe arenas. And I need to continue to step out and do things that scare me. And I'm really not doing the things that really scare me, like actually doing these podcasts the last couple of times on my own. That's scary to me. I can no longer hide behind my guest and be the interviewer. I'm sitting in the passenger seat and letting my guests sort of drive for me. So another lesson that I learned is that the straight, I I want straight lines. I want something easy. But when I look back, it's the twisted, unexpected past that brought me further along in my life and made me a better person because of it. That this might sound strange, but these twists, even though they were painful during the time, helped me become a better person. So losing both my husband and daughter to sudden deaths, it made me more compassionate. Those impossible grief, that emotion of going up and down like you're on a roller coaster, I grew from them. I learned to do things more not on my own strength, but relying more on God, knowing that he was the one who was going to carry me through this grief. I grew closer to him. Always in those times of desperation and despair, we we lean closer into God. And maybe I should be doing that in all areas of my life, surrendering and trusting God in all areas of my life and saying, Jesus, take the wheel whether I'm driving a car around a a racetrack or I'm just doing normal life. Too often, if I think I can do it on my own strength, I do it and I'm not getting where I want to be. So maybe there's a different path, a different way to do this thing called life. 
The third goal I had was moving out of my comfort zone. Again, I didn't meet it. And I giving some information about that. So rather than saying yes to my bucket list, I said yes to the position of the seat, the steering wheel, <laughs> how the dashboard look, the just my vision that I had sitting in the car. And I preferred to be comfortable. And that comfort didn't get me to the speed that I wanted to go to. It didn't get me to that dream of driving these two very special cars. So what I realized, and this was part of the discussion that we had in our mastermind, is that everything that I want is on the other side of discomfort and fear. And I know that. I lived it. Living a joyful life was on the other side of learning how to grieve productively, learning how to grieve in such a way that I could still find joy in my life. So whether it's trying to lose weight, it's uncomfortable. Saying no to cookies when I'm feeling lonely and I need some comfort, that's uncomfortable. Putting on clothes that are too tight is uncomfortable. But knowing on the other side of that, there is an opportunity for me to feel better about my body, to look better in pictures, whatever that might be. And knowing that if I get into better shape, that helps my mind say she can do things. She can do tough things, things that might be uncomfortable for her. And it's almost giving me an opportunity to go back and say, remember when you did this, Diane? then let's try doing that. Let's notch it up a level or two. And I really want to feel that I am able to step out of this cocoon of comfort and arise to be the butterfly that I want to be. <laughs> so I am hoping that this racetrack lesson is really going to help me get there. So I met, uh, the fourth goal was really learning. And I met that goal. For all I said with the last three goals, I learned a lot about myself, about my life, and about what's stopping me from getting to where I want to go. I learned that excitement of pushing yourself is so much more fun than living in constant fear of what if, of disappointing yourself, of not reaching these goals. I've learned that I do have amazing strength and courage, and that's through Christ. So I need to lean on him more and me less when I fear feel that fear rising up. That the hard way isn't the way that I want to keep learning. <laughs> Just not. I want to do it differently. I want to not overthink, but I want to have a plan. There's just different ways of doing things. And these hard knock lessons, I don't think they're serving me any longer because maybe I have evolved and grown in such a way that saying, Diane, there's a better way to learn. But what has happened is that I've been doing it so long this way that it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be uncomfortable to get on that other side so that I can start doing things in a way that's more productive. It's much more encouraging and it's much more mm, exhilarating. We'll put it that way. So the other thing, my fifth goal was to enjoy. And I'm going to say that's a yes, no, yes in meeting that goal. 
yes to being on the track, seeing those beautiful cars, having an opportunity to not just sit in them, but drive them, very enjoyable. The no part was spending more time and worry and fear, and that is never enjoyable. Did anybody ever say, oh my gosh, I had the best time. I was scared. Unless I go to a scary movie or a roller coaster. But it's not enjoyable to stay stuck in that fear. Then I heard myself actually on the video saying, when the coach asked me if I was enjoying myself, I said, sort of. If I just would have let go, I think it would have been a much more enjoyable time. What else I enjoyed was the camaraderie being with these other 20 people in our mastermind, watching others excel, or maybe I should say accelerate, sharing the experience with these new friends, having meaningful conversations on the bus ride, and knowing that now I can and will do it better next time. So what's stopping you? What's stopping you from your dreams? What's stopping you from your goals? What's stopping you from being the best version of yourself? And what I know is that when I set the goals, lean into them no matter how difficult, and go for them, not go for, go for them, I feel great. And I want to feel great. I want to feel great about overcoming challenges. I want to be an example. I want to show my children and grandchildren what's possible. Even when you get to an age that most people retire, when I'm saying, Diane, I have a lot more life to live. I have a lot more places I want to see, challenges I want to overcome, and goals that I want to reach. So I hope that my lessons and my challenges and the goals that I met and the goals that I didn't met have given you some hope that maybe, just maybe, if Diane can do it, maybe you can do it too. So until next week, I hope you have a great week. And I look forward to the next lesson that I'm being called to teach.